ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey, offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Parables Advisory. Most of us have heard it's better to give than receive. Now, this mantra holds true in the business world as well, particularly one built on trust and genuine relationships. Is it possible, though, that you can take this too far? When does being a giver turn into becoming a nonprofit? This concept is something our guest today has grappled with throughout his career and joined us to share some insight and lessons learned over these years. Eric Light has been in banking for almost 20 years, working with diverse clientele, ranging from small business owners to ultra high net worth family offices. He's currently serving as the senior vice president with WSFS Bank, a regional company servicing the Wilmington, Delaware and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania markets. Eric also serves on and advises several organizational boards. His focus is connecting honest, passionate and successful people in the market. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Ryan, thanks for having me on here. I uh, appreciate the voice here. No problem. So some might be sitting here now scratching their head and wondering, how in the world can a banker's focus be on connecting honest, passionate, and successful people? How do those things align and come together for you the way they are today? So a few years back, actually 2008, I really, you know, business was, was really crashing, you know, the stock market was going down and everyone didn't have answers and, and I didn't have it uh, either, but I said, there's not much that I can do except rethink the way I think about doing business. And that's when I came up with this honest, passionate and successful. It was really the impetus of, of understanding that there wasn't the business to be had, but a lot of people needed help. And that's where I came up with the idea. If you help people in the toughest times, uh, which is typically connecting people, uh, when things come back, you will be repaid for that effort. And so that's where I came up with the honest, passionate, successful. At the time, I didn't know that this would work. I didn't know that this methodology would, would create a really strong business uh, pipeline. But uh, I knew that that's what I could do at the time. That was a skill that I had. And I figured connecting the best with the best helps solve problems. And, uh, and that's where it came from. And, and to, th- to this day, fast forward you know, 12 years, it is still the exact way I do business. So, you know, looking back then at this, why do you feel it is so important to give in the broader business environment? You know, we all sell different commodities the way I look at it. So obviously selling money is, is uh, hypothetically what I sell. Uh, and of course, that's the most commoditized business out there. And I looked at it and said, you know, there's got to be a better opportunity here. There's got to be a better way to do this. And so what I came up with was what I call uh, building equity and relationships. So it really comes back to helping people first 
and generating business through creating this, this you know, you owe me type of situation in a real positive way. So it's, it's really that basis of figuring out people's problems, whatever they might be. And then a lot of times I'd say uh, you know, 80% of the time it has nothing to do with banking and then creating that solution for that person, which is typically that next introduction to the expert, uh, to the person who can solve that problem or create revenue or, or whatever their challenge might be. I mean, my simplest case was a client who couldn't get a roofer to put a roof on a sophisticated old house. And uh, that was the solution I provided. I said, I can get somebody out there to do that and, and create a value there and help him through a problem he couldn't get solved after going through countless roofers. No, and I think that's really important. Um, and I guess, you know, what I might ask then is, what's your general approach and philosophy when it does come to supporting people then, since it's obviously something you, you know, hold firm to and, and really subscribe to? How do you look at that? And in general, how do you like to approach it? So I created rules for business, which apply across whether you're business development or you own your own business. And, and one of those main rules that I reiterate to, to business owners is you're not a nonprofit. And, and what I mean by that has a lot of different meanings, but it's about giving away things. And there's definitely a value to doing that, but there's an understanding of, of how you should attack that. And so I tell people, you're not a nonprofit. That doesn't mean you don't help people for free. I, you know, my contact base, whether you're an attorney or an accountant, they're always, the relationship agreement I have, unwritten, is if I introduce you to somebody, give them some basic help. Obviously, they can enlist your services, you charge for it, but you have to open the door for a, a basic level of, I will help you. So that's really the basics, but there's that, there's that extending beyond that you mentioned, and that's where the nonprofit aspect comes in. You know, we are all here to generate revenue, generate value, whatever your task you're doing, and you can't give it away. And so the most simple way that I see people looking at that is, well, don't give your time away for free. And that is a simple thing, and that's something you need to be cognizant of, uh, of all the time. But, you know, there, there's really balances with this. So, you know, if you're doing, if you're giving things away, the way I look at it is you're building base with your time. That's building relationships with contacts you need in the future. It's building the equity and relationships, helping people, you know, uh, make them owe you, as I said. Uh, it, it's creating your brand out there and not just being a salesperson for whatever business you're in. So it, it really is building the base. That's the most simple level of giving your time away. And, and it's a balance, right? You know, um, that's where it comes back to kind of more specific pieces where understanding uh, what are your actions really doing? Are you helping people grow? Uh, are, are you going through the motions to look like you're helping? Uh, you know, are you trying to solve everyone's problems? That's, that's something I run into a lot where people come in and, and they're a contact and they're helping people and they're trying to solve everyone's problems. And they're really not the expert. They're really not capable of doing that. Uh, and it's also, uh, you know, understanding, helping people understand how you work. So you really have to put the time in right. Where I, where, where I find the challenges are is people are just working for other people uh, for free in all different ways. Um, so that, that can present an issue and that's where you have to understand who are you? What is your value to people? And then who are your contacts? And that's really the most important piece to what I do is understanding who the problem solvers are. You know, we had connected Ryan originally because I was introduced to you as a problem solver and I will always take that introduction because I am not the solutions expert, you know, it, especially in spaces that come down to analytics and, and processes. That, that's not my expertise. I always joke that I'm an instigator, not an execution. So for me, for, for it's all about the execution people in my network to help people through those problems. And that's where, you know, I look at saying you're not a nonprofit. You have to give your certain amount of time. You have to know your space 
and you have to understand when it's time to bring somebody else in. You know, and, and there's a lot of other metrics to that too, as far as your behavior goes, as far as are you helping the right people uh, internally, externally, that's something we can talk about later, but it really is understanding your role and having the right, the right basic context. So I think if we then take this another step and we look perhaps at intent when others, you know, are trying to embrace this, is it clear though when they may genuinely be out to doing this for the right way versus perhaps just in it for themselves? And there really is no genuine intent on, intent on their side? Yeah, one of the things I see on this is introductions are a value, but there have to be focused introductions. So there are different challenges out there that I see with people using that as I'm adding value to the situation by doing shotgun introductions is what I call it. And that's when people introduce for the sake of it. It's basically just blowing their network open. And that's a challenge for me because that dilutes the communication that you have with your network because nobody wants to get tons of emails. We already get enough of them as it is. If there's not a good reasoning and understanding of what the expectation of that introduction is, it, it makes it challenging. Um, I, you know, I've been introduced to people that I already know, and that's not a huge mistake, but if, if it happens repeatedly, that means that person's being introduced constantly to people that there's not immediate relevance to uh, there's not a lot of value to and a lot of times like i said that dilution means there might not be follow-up it might not be taken seriously and you're not really building equity in a relationship because you're not moving things forward and, and that's that clear-cut you know thing that we can talk about expectations right it's understanding what what we're trying to accomplish and then creating processes around that and that that blanket introduction model is a challenging one or you know that salesperson who is coming in and, and making the introduction and asking for business and asking for business. You know, we all know you have to ask for business in some way or another, but you have to see it's genuine that they're actually looking to help you. And a lot of times, like I said, it's, hey, I've just, I've just done all this for you. What are you gonna do for me? And uh, it, it, in my model, that is not how I like it to work. You know, again, it's about creating measurable uh, growth with that person. It's about solving that problem in a way that, that both parties understand what's happening. Why are you introducing me to this person? How is that moving me forward? Is this a possible solution? And again, it's not just about specific problems. It, it can be, I'm trying to grow my network of attorneys. That's fine. But again, what is the purpose of this? Are both parties aware of why this is occurring? It really comes down to great communication and that's you know, fundamental in any business, right? But this, this specifically in, in this volunteering your time and, and that's where it comes back to and it has to be genuine and it has to be focused. You know, if we circle back to the point you made about when you end up turning into a nonprofit and, and needing to avoid that, that can often be a very tight and, and delicate line you have to walk. How do you handle that in certain cases when it might mean needing to say no uh, to someone you've been saying yes to or you've been helping for a while? How do you draw that line? You know, I think the best thing you can do is in the beginning of a relationship, set, set the expectations when you're building that business relationship. Um, that doesn't always happen. It's not always clear because we know a lot of relations develop over time and they change. Uh, it, you know, I think sometimes what you have to do is you just clearly state that, you know, I'm at my capacity for what I can do for you. This is how it looks going forward. So if you're in a consulting type position, you need to say, you know, this is the line in the sand. It, it's time for us to move forward to professional financial relationship together, uh, which is hard to do. Uh, on the other side, it is really just having a clear conversation when it's just a pure, say, networking or business development opportunity where you say, hey, uh, I got to slow down here. I had to do this uh, you know, 
in the middle of COVID where I was just getting overwhelmed with great introductions. Uh, you know, they weren't, but there was a lot of things happening, new business and introductions. And I, I had to say to a couple of contacts that I really can't take any more because I need to focus on my clients. I need to get through the PPP. I need to get through a lot of other things. And I don't want to appear that I don't care about what you're trying to do for me and, and, and creating connections. Uh, I need to be able to follow through and execute and understand the value for these. So it, it's really about setting expectations. When you're you know, with a client, for instance, I mean, this happens with, with the client where you are the nonprofit, in essence, you're giving so much time and effort. One of the challenges I find is that you're with a client that doesn't really want to work with you. They don't want to take your advice. They're, they're what I call hearing you, not listening to you. And, and that's where you sometimes have to fire a relationship or a client where you have put a lot of time and effort into trying to educate them, help them through whatever process, whatever you, you, know, you do, but they're just not moving forward. And, and it's those questions in the very beginning uh, that I typically ask a business owner if I'm really gonna help them beyond just a typical transactional need is, you know, are you willing to sacrifice? You know, are you do, willing to get, to do whatever it takes to get there? Uh, are you willing to, to make a change? You know, and will they make changes? I mean, you can pick that up a lot of times, I'm sure, Ryan, when you're consulting with a business, you can pick up pretty quickly, is this business going to make the changes? Do they want to change? Uh, you know, and, and are they in a position to make these changes? Are, are they, do they want to move forward in a different way? So that's really key is coming back and really saying this front expectations. But if you get too far down the road, you have to just stop and say, this is where we are. And this is the path we have to take going forward. And, and you know, sometimes it is, it is firing that relationship with that customer and saying, it's just, it's just not working clearly. No, I think that's really poignant. And, you know, as you mentioned, probably one of those things we often don't think about. Um, it almost seems like one of those third rail rules. You work so hard to uh, bring someone on board. Why would you uh, even consider letting it go? But as you said, sometimes those, um, those things can quickly derail us. So uh, completely agree. And I guess with that, as we're kind of coming up to the end here, I'd, I'd ask you, do you have for the audience some specific advice for maybe those who uh, love the concept, want to get started, and, and just need some simple places to start, or even areas where you might advise uh, avoid this because it's an easy trap to, to get caught in. Yeah, I think it's understanding who you are. And, and that's what problems do you solve? Who do you know? What do people think of you as, as your business? Whether you're an individual developing business, whether you own a company, it's really understanding your place uh, because that kind of dictates where you go with this and who you are and who you, who you connect with because you are the one responsible for defining what problems you solve. And so that is, you know, clearly when I meet someone at my first meeting, my goal is to tell them what I do. And that's not just Eric, I'm the, you know, I'm the banker here. It's Eric, I'm the person who helps make connections. I'm the person who helps move you forward in making good introductions and solving your problems. So it's really walking through that beginning stages of understanding what do you do. In my case, I've been doing it for so long that my network and my, my, my breadth of contacts helps me tell people that I can solve a lot of problems you know, outside of financial services. So if you're looking to do some beginning, you really have to say, where is my, where is my strong you know, set of contacts? Where, where can I solve the problems? And this isn't what my company does, what products I sell. This is you as a person. You know, what are you good at? And then you build your brand around that. And then you build your communication behind that. So every meeting, you have that, that, that final closing where you tell that, that prospective contact, this is what I do. 
this is what I'm known to do, and this is how I can help you and your contacts. And it's really creating that great message so that they think of you the right way, so that when they make those introductions, you can be successful. It also helps you set those beginning expectations so they know what is the outcome of these conversations, where is it gonna go? So it's really that beginning piece of understanding, and it's really understanding who you are, which is difficult to do, and you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there with all different ways to do that, but I usually say start with the people closest to you in business and ask them who you are and what they see you as and understand what that looks like. That will tell you and dictate, what do I have to do to grow my network? Where should I be focusing my effort? Who should I be connecting with to add value and be that person, that, that expert in the space so that you, you become that target of introductions? Because that's in the end what you're trying to do. You're trying to create value so people want to introduce you to everyone they know that has the right problems for your solutions. And that's the goal. So that's my, my best, you know, it took me two years to figure out who I really was and what I was really good at. And, and what was I gonna tell, what, what, you know, I can't say, hey, I'm, I'm lending tons of money right now because in 2008, we really weren't. So was, what do I really do? And that's where I would start with that conversation, that introspective of who am I? And, uh, and that will lead you down the right path for where you go with it. Well, firstly, Eric, thank you. And I think um, your last point there was really poignant because it expands beyond just the particular topic. I think we're always better served um, when we can get out of our own head uh, and garner feedback and comments and perspective from others uh, on ourselves because often, you know, we might have a different view and often we may see things differently than everybody else does. So, you know, I think that's something we can really take and expand beyond just this particular situation. Absolutely. I think the key is understanding who your advisors are and they're those people that are going to be brutally honest with you at all times. And, and it's a different group of people. It's, it's different for everybody, but you need to make sure you identify those people. They will help you, you know, now and into the future and continue because you will grow as a person. You need those, those contacts, those people that are gonna be honest with you so that you know who you become as well. So it, it's an ongoing process, uh, you know, determining these rules, understanding what you're doing, your evolving network. Uh, it's something that's just you know, continuously moving and uh, you need to have those right core people around you. And again, those people might change as well as you grow as a, as, as a business person as well. I think that really brings us to a great closing point here. So again, Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate being here. The balancing act never ends for many of us. And walking that delicate line between not enough and too much is really hard. Things can slip out of whack fast. And, you know, when relationships and emotions enter the picture, we can lose sight of things super quickly. Hopefully, you found Eric's perspective as well as the recommendations he shared useful to your journey. Thank you for listening today. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Ryan Walter, and remember that solving your biggest business problems begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parrell's Advisory, our focus is your business's future. Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps unlock your potential, and move you forward, making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation, and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. Don't forget to share the show with others who want more for their businesses. Got a question, feedback on the program, or interested in being a guest? Simply go to perils.co forward slash a2a-podcast and send us a message. That's P-A-R-R-E-L-S dot C-O forward slash A, the number two, A-podcast. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at perils.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.